Well, good evening. Well, we're a little bit short uh, on numbers, but uh, all of us who are here are good quality people, right? <laughs> yeah, well, well, we need to, we just need to, we just need to be in, a, in an attitude of, of praising the Lord tonight because he's worthy of our praise, you know what? I've just been thrilled today that seems like the Holy Spirit has just, has just come upon me and I just, I just feel uh, blessed and assured that, uh, that I'm his child. And uh, it's, it's just, isn't it wonderful how the Holy Spirit just comes to you and, and reassures you? And uh, so that's the way I feel tonight. Let's turn to, uh, uh, turn to page 512. Page 512, Redeemed, How I Love to Proclaim It. Amen. tell you, we, I know we sing this a lot through the Christmas season, but this is one of my very favorite Christmas songs. Number 201. Number 201. Oh, come all you faithful. Mm-hmm. 
Let's have some fellowship time. Okay, I just feel like I just feel like before Brother Greg comes uh, to bring the word of God, let's sing I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to everybody out tonight. We uh, like quality. Quantity is nice, but quality is better. Amen. I'm glad you're here. There's, there's stuff blowing around at our house that never blows around before. I know things blowing around a while ago. It's pretty stiff winds out there. And uh, kind of a nasty evening, but it's nice in here and it's starting to warm up in here. This evening we're going to be in our Bibles, Psalm 107. Turn your Bibles, if you would, to Psalm 107. How many believe that God is good? 
How do we know that God is good? I mean, how do we really know that God is good? It has to be by the experiences that we've had in our life with God. And here in Psalm 107, we see really it's the fifth book of the, the whole Psalms, which is the fifth section, which is the, called the Deuteronomy section, and which was uh, written by Moses. And Moses begins to review past experiences. I thought about looking up that word good. God is good. I thought about looking that up, but I don't think anybody can describe, fully describe how good God is and what good really means because we've, we've never witnessed anything or anybody or anything that's as good as what God is. And God is good all the time. He never changes. And so his goodness never changes. Uh, when things are going good for us, he's good. But when things aren't going so good, he's still good. He's still a good God. I have an outline tonight, and I may follow it, and I may not. But if you want to write this down as an outline, we see in the first seven verses, one through seven, the providence of God. We see, secondly, verses eight through 20, the pardon of God. And we see verses 21 through 30, the protection of God. And then lastly, we see, and we may not get to this tonight, but the power of God, verse 31 through 43. So we begin reading. We'll read the first seven verses and get started. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is what? He is good. For the Lord, he is good, and his mercy endureth, how long? Forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy, and gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Remember as we read in the Old Testament to how that they dwelt, to how that they wandered through the wilderness and God is beginning to show them the way, show them the way to the city of Jerusalem. But they wandered their way through the, through the wilderness. You remember there they began to complain, I believe it's Psalm 78, and they said, can God provide a table in the wilderness? Of course he can. It says that in verse 5 that they were hungry and thirsty. Their soul fainted in them. Then what? They cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way, that they might go to the city of habitation. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you tonight for your safety upon us, for traveling mercies. And Father, for those that are here tonight. We pray that you be with our youth tonight as they meet together in the back room. That you bless them. Meet with us in a special way that the Holy Spirit would have liberty. We can do nothing without you. Lord, we want to praise you and proclaim that you are good. Lord, have your will and way in the service, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. So 
the psalmist here began to review their past experiences. Remember, the Lord is long-suffering. He is patient. Even when we fail Him, and even when we forget Him, He's still long-suffering. Aren't you glad He's long-suffering with us? We, we a lot of times fail Him. We're in Psalm 107, Tim, Brother Tim. And uh, even no matter what, He's still good. And He will never write us off. He'll never erase our name from the Lamb's Book of Life. Aren't you glad of that? And so he, uh, uh, he'll never leave or forsake the true Christian. You know, there's a lot of people out here running around today that thinks they're a Christian. They say that they're a Christian and they just get by with everything. All their life they get by with things. You know, God will chasten, chastise a true believer. But he'll never leave a true believer. He'll never forsake them. Amen. Aren't you glad? Once saved and always saved. But we see his providence as he guided them through the wilderness, these first seven verses. And what did they do when they were hungry and thirsty and all? What do we do in our distress? What we need to do is cry out, what? Unto the Lord. Cry out unto the Lord in our trouble. And he, well, he delivered them out of their distresses. So if we... Do, if we cry out to the Lord, is He going to deliver us from our distresses? How many has had any distresses this week? <laughs> cry out to the Lord. He knows the way. He knows the path. He knows the right way. He's trying to lead us to go the right way. And a lot of times we stray off that path. And, and But uh, I tell you what, uh, it's His providence. He knows what's going to happen before we know. And He knows what the outcome is going to be. And so the first seven verses is the providence of God. And then the second point, the pardon of God, verse 8 through 20. Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. You know, if there be any good in us at all, it would have to be the Lord, the Holy Spirit indwelling the believer. Uh, in us is no good thing. But with him, he satisfieth. You know what? We're born with a void. We're void, born with an emptiness that only the Lord can satisfy. I remember, you know, I remember what that void, that void felt like. I remember trying to satisfy that void, try to be satisfied and happy that void. That void was never filled up until I received the Lord Jesus Christ, my Savior. And many of you know what I'm talking about. He satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Verse 10, such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron, because they rebelled against the words of God and condemned the counsel of the Most High. Therefore he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down and there was none to help them. None to help them. You know, we look for help in a lot of places, but we need to turn to the Lord for help. If you turn over here, if you look across, at least in my Bible, across the page there in Psalm 108, verse 12, give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man. Psalm 108, verse 12. And so he brought them down. 
And they fell down and there was none to help them. You know, sometimes people have to hit the bottom before they're going to look up. Sometimes we, we get near the bottom, hit the bottom, you know, before we begin to cry out to the Lord. We try to carry a lot of our burdens ourselves, amen. And the lost person, that's under conviction. They'll, uh, they'll have to hit bottom. They'll have to hit bottom before they'll ever turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. But it says, and what then? Verse 13, and then, then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. And he brought them out of darkness and into the shadow of death and break their bonds or bands in sunder. Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And so we know that God is a God, a long-suffering God. He is a good God. And he's a God, secondly, that pardons. He pardons. He pardons us. When you ask the Lord to save you of your sin and receive Christ your Savior, He pardons everything, all the sin that you ever committed. Your slate is wiped clean. And so as we go along in our Christian life, we, we fall and falter and sin. And, uh, but God is gracious and He pardons us. That's how good God is. How many times do we, uh, when, when uh, somebody... Uh, does us wrong. And really what sin is, is, is sinning against God, doing Him wrong, hurting Him, and He's pardoned. But we, we're not quite built that way. It's hard for us to pardon somebody, completely forget about it. Completely take the sin and just throw it from the east is and the west, you know. Down in the deepest sea, never to be brought up anymore. He's a God that pardons. Not only is he God, the providence of God, the pardon of God, and then verse 21 through 30, I want to kind of zoom in on this, focus in on this. And verse 21, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. If we realize God is good, then we all praise him, amen. A lot of times people all day long will ask how you're doing. Uh, well, we could say, there's a lot of things we could say. Sometimes I say pretty good, then I have to take that back because I'm not so pretty. And I'm not good either because there's nothing good but God. So we might say that God is good. Or I'm blessed. So we see, starting with verse 21 here, the protection of God. The providence of God, the pardon of God, and now the protection of God. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And let them sacrifice sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. They that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. How many have been out to sea? I tell you what, it's, I think it's fascinating. That water, color of that water out there uh, in the sea. Uh, if you ever been deep sea fishing, you, you drop a line, you start pulling the fish in, you don't see that fish for a long time. You're pulling up 150, 200 feet. But all of a sudden, if you watch any 
shows like uh, Wicked Tuna, those shows that, where they catch those big tuna, they say, they're reeling in, they say, we see color. Well, the fish still down uh, several feet when they start seeing that color, those fascinating colors that fish as it comes up, it comes up to the surface. It's, it's, it's a wonder, wonder, wonderful thing to see the different colors of fishes and, and uh, in the sea. And these men went down and uh, they see the, see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind, which lifted up the waters thereof. They mount up to the heavens and they go down again to the depths. Their soul is melted because of trouble. Everything's nice as long as they're smooth sailing, but when the waves start coming up, then things get a little bit uh, uneasy. How many likes to keep uh, things kind of smooth all the time? I do. I wish things would run smooth all the time. But sometimes we're put in a situation and we, we realize that God brings us through that and we realize how good God is. We may not realize how good God is if it wasn't for some storms that happen sometimes. The things that go, we go through. And these men, these, these men, they were uh, mariners. They were seamen. They, uh, they were experienced. And, uh, and uh, they should be able to navigate through this storm. But notice what happens when the wind started coming and the waves started coming up. And their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man or at wit's end. And they cry unto the Lord in their trouble and he bringeth them out of their distresses. This is the third time that we see that the Lord has worked and he's done good and he's delivered them out of their distresses. What they have to do first, they had to cry unto the Lord. And the results, verse 29, he maketh the storm a calm, so that the waves thereof are still. Then they are glad because they be quiet, so he bringeth them into their desired haven. So they came to the place of their wit's end. How many have ever heard of the term wit's end or wit's end's corner? Have you ever been in wit's end's corner? What is wit's? Wits, it's a mental state. It's a lack of power, no ability to reason or make a decision, not capable to react. These men were in this condition at wit's end. And their wits that there was nothing they could do, nothing they could do to control any of this situation. They just had to let it ride out and call upon the Lord and, and, and pray that God would help them through that. We like to control things, don't we? We, like, we can't wait, we're impatient, and we can't wait for the Lord to work things out. Sometimes he'll do it instantly. Sometimes you're going to have to wait a while for the answer to come. But he'll deliver us out of our distresses. Now, I don't know, uh, my, sister, my, daughter, my daughter-in-law was in uh, Florida here a while back, and she was in a rented car, and she thought she locked, locked the keys in the car. Uh, our son came home early, flew back to the airport. I picked him up, and... And our daughter-in-law and the grandchildren stayed in Florida another day or so. And, and as soon as I picked John up, uh, Holly called and said, I've lost the keys to the rental car. I think they're locked inside. And John looked over at me and said, I'm not down there. I don't know. I can't help her. You know, what's she going to do? Uh, and uh, we drove home and, 
And it didn't take that long to get home, maybe a half hour or so, but I don't know how long she'd been looking for the keys. And, and I got home and dropped, dropped John off. And got, when I got home, I, I just felt bad for her because they, they wanted to spend the day doing things there in Orlando that, other than trying to find the keys of the car or wait on the locksmith to come and unlock it. So when I got home, I was, I was just really concerned for her. I just said a quick prayer. And it wasn't no time John called said she found the keys. Sometimes it happens quick. I, you know, I may not have been the only one praying. I don't know if God answered my prayer, but I feel like he did. And he answered it pretty quick. And uh, so it saved their day. But sometimes we've got to wait a while. And we get impatient and then we try to fix things. Try to fix it ourselves. And sometimes we just mess it up. You know, there's a lot of things we can fix. Uh, some of us are better at fixing some things, and some of us are better at fixing other things. I don't like to work on automobiles, but I can fix some things on an automobile. Uh, appliances or things like that. Plumbing has to be fixed every once in a while. I had to put a new faucet in her sink, uh, kitchen sink. Suzanne just wears faucets out like they're going out of style. And so I, I went and got, uh, spent more money on it. I don't know if it's any better, but if you spend more money on it, it's supposed to be better, right? So uh, I about tore myself up crawling in the kitchen cabinet and trying to reach up behind, the, you know what I'm talking about, you guys. Those sinks hang down and that, all that's up in there where you can't get your belly past the, you know, and, and it, yeah, it breaks your ribs and uh, tear, it just, and the older you get, the more you don't, you know, you need to stay away from that kind of work to get somebody else to do it. I was stiff and sore and uh, tore up a knee doing it and stretched out a shoulder. And, uh, but anyway, there's some things we can fix, but there's some things we can't fix. You ever get that situation where, like when our truck wouldn't run right, the truck that... We bought off of uh, Brother Ed, and it ran just fine, and, and uh, then it got to acting up every once in a while. And, you know, well, it needs a tune-up, you know, so we tuned it up or whatever, and, you know, just carrying on. And got, we got it, finally got it to where it run. It needed plugs and plug wires, you know, just tuned up, and it started running good. And then all of a sudden, after having that done, it started running bad again. Couldn't figure it out. Finally found out that the, the chipmunks, or the mice one, had ate through some wiring on top of the engine, and there's a cable that runs through there, and uh, there's seven or eight wires that run in there, and there's wires coming out going here and there, and, you know, and they ate those wires down to a nubbin. I thought, you know, I saw that, I said, I'm gonna have to take it somewhere, I can't fix it. But I began to peel away and uh, work on it and everything, and. And as I was doing that, I was wondering, why does mice or chipmunks want to eat wiring? And when they eat those little pieces of uh, copper-threaded wiring pieces, what's it like to try to swallow that stuff? And then, not only that, try to pass it. Well, <laughs> but anyway, I didn't have to take it anywhere. I got it fixed, but there's other things. It gets me to wit's end's corner. We had one vehicle that uh, 
I'd like to drove our uh, experienced uh, mechanic to Wits End Corner, trying to figure out what, why it wouldn't run right. That wasn't that truck, it was another one. But uh, sometimes we just get to Wits End Corner. What are we going to do? How are we going to fix it? Well, these men in this ship, when things started getting bad, all they could do, they were at Wits End. Now, wit is to know the ability to express oneself in an interesting and frequently and amusing way, but to think and respond on one's feet. We have to, as we move forward in our life, each day we've got we to gotta think on our feet. We've got to have some wits about it, Alice. You understand? To think and respond on one's feet, the power to reason or decide, to respond quickly and cleverly. But if you notice the word wit is not... W-I-T, it's W-I-T-S. That's the word in our text, wits. And these were men, experienced men, combining all their wits together that they could not resolve the situation that they were in. They put all their, I mean, all their experiences, all their knowledge that they had, all their wits and they could not do anything about the situation that they were in. And sometimes we get in situations that we put our heads together with everybody else and uh, try to come up with a solution. And we're just going to have to, we can't fix it. We're going to have to leave it in God's hands. Which ends? Which ends corner? I found this poem. It said, Are you at Wits End's corner? Are you standing at Wits End's corner, Christian, with troubled brow? Are you thinking of what is before you and all you are bearing now? Does all the world seem against you and you in the battle alone? Remember, Wits End's corner is where God's power is shown. Are you standing at wit's end's corner, blinded with wearying pain, feeling you cannot endure it? You cannot bear the strain, bruised through the constant suffering, dizzy and dazed and numb, remembering at wit's end's corner is where Jesus loves to come. Are you standing at wit's end's corner, your work before you spread, or lying begun, unfinished and pressing on heart and head, Longing for strength to do it. Stretching out trembling hands, remember at wit's end's corner, the burden bearer stands. Are you at wit's end's corner, yearning for those you love? Longing, praying, and watching, pleading their cause above. Trying to lead them to Jesus, wondering if you've been true. He whispers at wit's end's corner, I'll win them as I won you. Are you standing at Wits End's corner? Then you're just in the very spot to learn the wondrous resources of him that faileth not. No doubt to a brighter pathway your footsteps will soon be moved. But only at Wits End's corner is the God who is able proved. Wits End's corner. If you're not there, you've probably been there. If you're not there right now, you'll probably be there sometime in the near future. Which end corner? 
And really, there's something that stands out there to me. We carry our own burdens, but I tell you what, we just bring our burdens to the Lord, come to the altar and lay our burdens on the altar. Lay them on his shoulder. He's the burden bearer. But when we lay our burdens down, we don't want to get up from our knees and carry them back to our pew and to our home. Bring our burdens to the Lord and lay them down. And leave them there at the altar. Let's pray. Father, we just love you tonight because you first loved us. Thank you for another day of life, another opportunity to come to your house. We just pray that, Lord, that you just have your will and way of each one of our lives, Lord. That, uh, that Lord, would allow you to share our burden, Lord. And when we get to wit's end's corner, that, Lord, we would just realize that uh, you're in control. Father, we just pray tonight, Lord, uh, during our prayer time, prayer request, that, Lord, that you would just... Uh, Hear and answer our prayer, Lord, that your will be done. And Father, we love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you need to come to the altar, you can. And uh, But as we're uh, in an attitude of prayer tonight, there might be some prayer requests. Suzanne. I want to pray for the Baker family. That's uh, Virginia's brother passed away three weeks ago, and her brother's son, oldest son, Billy, just passed away about three days ago. Just fell over dead. So pray for the Baker family. Any other request? Last I, I talked to, I saw Pam Ivers yesterday. Jack Ivers had a slight stroke. They don't know everything. They can't. They haven't run all the tests. There's some tests that they can't do because he. Well, Brother Adam knows better than I. Pray for Jack Ivers. I guess he's still having headaches, right? All right. Anything else? Brother Phil. Um, he's had some indications. I won't go into that. But anyway, they finally run a test. And, they, and I can't tell you. I was given the name. I can't tell you now. Uh, kind of assist on his brain, and they could see how long it was. It was about two and a half inches long, but they don't know how deep it extends. And he's going to uh, neurologist tomorrow, and, and uh, it appears like the best possible solution might be to go in. Pray for Phil's brother, Mark. Same last name. All right. Any other any other request? Virginia. Please pray for my sister. 
She has cancer in her spine and, and both lungs. And I'm not sure she's saved or not. Pray for Virginia's sister. She's got cancer. She lives in Michigan and uh, Peggy. Pray pray for Peggy. Brother Tim. I not I'm not feeling well. Okay. Just kind of take yourself. Yeah, I tried to. Pray that you'll get feeling better, Brother Tim. Anybody else? Suzanne? Family situation unspoken. Family situation unspoken. Unspoken family situation, Miss Kimberly? I have a couple, please. Kenny Johnson, my brother-in-law, we've been praying for. He's very sick again. Um, can't get back into his cancer doctor until about Christmas, but they're afraid that he's going downhill again. Keep praying for salvation, please. My niece Kayla's recovering from foot surgery. And then my sister, well, my cousin, Sean Hoover, has eye surgery tomorrow. So Kenny Johnson is sick and pray for his salvation. And Kayla. My niece, foot surgery recovery, and my cousin Shauna, eye surgery tomorrow. Hey. Thank you. Kenny Johnson, and for Caleb, and for Shauna. Did I? Your niece, Kayla. You didn't say Caleb? Okay. Well, I'm wondering. All right. I've been watching the weather and everything. It seems like so many different places are having droughts and they're having problems with the fires and everything. And other places get all this rain or snow or whatever. It's crazy. Sounds like the people with the drought and everything, they need the rain and everything to put out these fires. Crazy, crazy weather. I was talking to somebody today that they were Panama City and it rained the whole time. They left there on Thursday or Friday. They drove through snow all the way up through Alabama. That's unusual. And uh, they just had a miserable time. <laughs> Anytime you're driving in snow, I mean, it's miserable just to drive all the way to the length of uh, Alabama without there being any snow. Any other request? Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, once again, it's been good to be in your house. And Lord, as we share our uh, prayer request and Lord, and our concerns, and Lord, we just pray that, uh, that you'd help us, Lord, to be patient and to wait upon you, Lord, and to uh, cry unto you, Lord, and in our distress. And, and Lord, and hope that uh, and pray that, uh, that Lord, that you'll deliver us out of all of our distresses, Father. There's a lot of sickness and there's a lot of things going on in our world today that, Lord, that uh, we, we're just glad that you're in control of things. Father, we just pray for the Baker family tonight that, Lord, you comfort them, Lord, during this time. And for Peggy, Lord, and uh, she goes through this time of cancer with her and her family. Pray that you be with Jack Ivers, that, Lord, that you'd help the doctors and guide the good doctors, the Lord, where they can help him. And that we pray for his, his well-being, Lord. And, for Mark Bousman, Lord, and that you be with him and 
through these uh, health issues, Lord, that you'd be with him. Tim Watson, Lord, we pray that you'd lift him up, Father, and help him to get to feeling better for the unspoken family needs, Lord. We just pray that you'd intervene in that situation. Father, I pray that you'd fix things. Father, we pray for Kenny Johnson and for his salvation, that, Lord, that you would just, the Holy Spirit would just uh, come upon him, Lord, that we're be under such great conviction, Lord, that he would turn unto you and accept you as his personal Savior. Be with Kayla and with Shauna, Lord, and these needs that they have, and Father, that Lord, that you're, you're the great physician, you're the great healer. And Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you that, Lord, we serve a good God. Pray that you go with us now, keep us safe as we travel. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. The only announcements I have is uh, December 24th, that'd be Christmas Eve. December, December 31st, which is New Year's Eve, there'll only be Sunday morning services. So December, New, Christmas Eve, and New Year's Eve, there will not be any evening services. Any other announcements? It's almost the end of the year. All right, we're dismissed. <laughs>